Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Ah, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist. How are you doing tonight? This is Kim. And I, tonight I have got the exclusive uh, information because I know somebody who's one of our favorite uh, Mist Realmers, uh, Chris, who is um, our, our leader, and uh, he's allowed me to ask him some questions tonight. So welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, it's so weird to be on this side of the table. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. So uh, thank you for allowing me to interview you. Um, I know it's being weird on the other end, but I just feel as though it's time to uh, find out a little bit more about what you're going on and what you're doing. All right. Well, you know, uh, just been uh, hunkering down like everybody else for the uh, coronavirus and everything, keeping uh, Realm of the Mist wheels greased as best I can and uh, working on some personal projects. Yeah, so I saw that uh, one of your personal projects is your new music that you've been working on. I, I did listen to your first song, your first single, um, and I know you said you're working on some more. Tell me a little bit about that first song you released and where did the inspiration come from? Uh, close my eyes. Well, the inspiration for the uh, solo album came heavily from the fact that uh, while at work, uh, my normal job, I've heavily gotten back into the influence of industrial metal, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, the the, the like, uh, has helped me pass the time. And uh, with with recording, I've uh, with recording, I've or, or with writing, I've always continued writing, uh, even long after my last band, which was in two thousand eight. So it tells you how long ago it's been since I've done music. Um, so it was, it was just a whim one day that I, I started playing around with a uh, computer program that allowed me to create generated beats. You know, uh, it, it's usually the program that a lot of like uh, rap and uh, 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 dubstep and those style bands, uh, musicians will use. And uh, I started being able to play around with it, toy with it, come up with uh, some typical beats and all, and uh, it just inspired me to, to turn around and say, "Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to do a solo album, and I kind of want to do an industrial thing. And I don't want to take the time and effort into creating a band and finding musicians. And you know, I, I really don't have the time to do that. But maybe I could do this on my own. So here it is. This is this is what I've been doing. Uh, Close my eyes. Ironically, was not the first song that was written for this album." But it was the one that came together the fastest, if that makes sense. Um, actually, the first song that was uh, completed for the album was a song called uh, Fallen Prophet. Uh, a little bit more heavier, a little bit more metal than, than Close My Eyes. But Close My Eyes, uh, really, it, the inspiration behind that song was uh, just the thought of, of 
people going through uh, pain on a daily basis, whether it's depression, whether it's loss of family, loss of income, loss of everything. Uh, you know, and people who just do not know how to, how to handle those types of situations. Um, and when I write, I write in, in a storyteller format. They're not anything, I don't suggest anything that people should do, but essentially the <laughs> character in the song is awaiting the chance to no longer feel that pain. And, uh, Essentially, he wants his uh, his eyes closed forever. So he's yeah. he's basically awaiting death to finally release him. Is is essentially what the song is about. A little dark, but you know, I think that uh, I think a lot of people right now are in that position where they're just afraid and they don't and they just want to this all end, and um, not necessarily with losing your life, but just kind of we've lost our life. In a way, you know, right now, our way of life is gone, you know, our normal way of life. So it's right. kind of very timely, you know? <laughs> well, it's kind of <laughs> ironic since I wrote Close My Eyes uh, at my last job, uh, the, 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 the lyrics to it. Again, I write at the most weird times. I, I wrote a song one time, as I use as an example for people, I wrote lyrics uh, to a song called uh, uh, Messenger of Mayhem. Which has never been turned into a song, by the way. But uh, I wrote that while on a bathroom break at work when I worked at Sears years ago. Like, it was just one of those deals. Wow. You're sitting there in the stall. You have nothing else better to do. And just a lyric came out of nowhere. And you just grab a pad and paper and start writing. You know? And uh, even now, I've, I've been that way musically. Anytime, uh, anytime the inspiration strikes, I, even if I have no and to create a song, I, I write down the lyrics usually as a poem. Um, and from there, they get broken down into verse, chorus, finding out what the meaning of the song would be uh, from the poem that I wrote. And then comes the music. And usually that's the weird one because uh, when I sat down to do this project, when I sat down to do Forgotten, I had no idea what songs I was going to use, uh, if any of them, because I've got hundreds of lyric sheets and in fact i've written one or two new ones for for forgotten so they're not lyric sheets that i've just been sitting on forever um but i knew i had a whole bunch of songs and and, and all that i wanted to to one day turn into music uh but it's the music that dictates what lyrics i'll use uh, once the music's together, I hear the beat, I hear the purpose, I hear the, the, the rhythm behind it. That's when I start digging through the lyric sheets and discover which fits best to that to that beat, to that song. So when you're doing, the, like, so obviously as a creative person, so do you kind of go back and revisit your poems or your, your lyrics, or do you just kind of like let them lay there until you're ready to, like, like you said, this beat comes in your head, or do you ever go back and keep revising something? All the time. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, the song that I completed today, uh, a track called the uh, "A Safe Place," uh, was a lot longer song than it wound up being when I completed it today. Um, when I originally wrote the poem, uh, it was a page and a half poem that got broken down into four verses and a chorus, pre-chorus. When I went to record the song, I deleted two verses 
<laughs> and turn the pre-chorus into one full chorus. So um, they uh, they always revise up until they're finally, you know, the the vocal tracks are laid on the music. Um, I, I've done that to a lot. Of, I, one of the perfect examples in my last band, I had a song uh, that is now entitled One Last Kiss, but when it was first record, uh, uh, written, it was written as I'm Sorry. And uh, the reason the song was called I'm Sorry was it was a story of a guy who was regretful of murdering his spouse. That was that was that was the story behind the song. When we sat down to record it, a lot of things changed. A lot of vocals changed. A lot of the the lines within the vocals changed, where it lost the whole entire uh, subtext of, of some violent crime that happened, and it literally became a song of somebody lamenting the loss of a relationship. Wow! So <laughs> the song the song really took on a uh, because of the music. The song took on a a completely different subject matter. And I'm sorry wasn't the right title for it, even though it's one of the basic lines in the song. It became instead one last kiss, as in, you know, the final time we say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so so when you were in your other band, so were you the front man? Or how did that go? Because I, I, enlightened us on your band uh, time here. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've, 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 since starting in music, I've always been the, the singer songwriter, the, the front man, you know, uh, in some way, shape or form, a lead vocalist. Uh, it's what I do. I, sometimes I'll play guitar, you know, in a band, not often, more often than not, I'm the guy just pretending I know how to sing. Um, <laughs> Clicking the microphone, you know, uh, looking all cleaning your hair back and forth, all that stuff, you know. Actually, you're not too far from it, especially when I had long hair, you know. But uh, yeah, the uh, so I saw you showed me some of that video clip when you were working on my uh, intro there. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my uh, my old lead guitar said I was the most rock star person he's ever met up on stage, which is ironic because I'm probably like, for lack of a better term here, Sheldon Cooper when when I'm not on stage. I'm I'm the least cool front man you'll ever meet. <laughs> I know it's your persona, you know. It's like you have to have that. I don't know. I don't know something about like when you're out there, you just like all of a sudden that just takes over. It's like your whole life just changes right there at that instant. I don't know. It's like I don't know. You're. I, I like. I'm a very extroverted person too, and it's like I always think I'm such a geek on a lot of levels. But then when I'm out there, it's like it doesn't matter. I don't care. I just you just let it all out, and it's it's really cool. So. Uh, so this new album that you're working on, I know you said you had a goal to finish it up. Um, and how many tracks do you think you're going to lay on this um, on this for us? Uh, I have slated uh, nine or ten. I'm 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 debating on the tenth track. So um, that's my bonus track. Me singing with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, again, uh, I I did release a a playlist, but I, even that's uh, you know cards could change. Uh, even though thus far the four tracks that I have completed are in that playlist and uh, I have the other one still slated, you never know. I may get a fur up my ass to write a completely different song and, you know, it replaces one of the ones on the track, uh, you know, on the track list. But, uh, yeah, the goal is that the album Forgotten will be released uh, December. Mid, mid-December, mid I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for Christmas. I'm shooting for a Christmas release. 
So it's like Christmas with the metal. That's it. <laughs> Heavy metal Christmas. No, nothing yeah, says no. nothing says Merry Christmas like the most depressing freaking album you'll ever have. <laughs> I know. It's like joy to the world. I want to hear about joy. I'll tell you about joy. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss my ass, joy. <laughs> but no, like like I said, I I. I set myself myself that goal uh just like with releasing close my eyes i i had to have it out this month uh because of the fact that i if i don't put that pressure on me and announce it to the world that hey i'm doing this and this is happening at this point if i don't do that and put that pressure on myself then i wind up laxing and then forgetting if that makes sense, it's like, you know, I'll let everything else get in the way. And it's like, well, I'll work on this later or I'll work on this later. And later winds up being never. I think when you put it out there in the universe, it's kind of like now it's like, I can't take it back, you know. And that's a good thing sometimes because sometimes I think we, we when we have these personal goals and we don't share them, even if it's just within our own self, um, I think that we end up, like you said, it just kind of gets put in the back. It's like, oh, I can do this or I can do that. And I think... I think one thing that's uh, you know, even though you're 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 uh, you're you got your depressing music, I'm just teasing you, Chris. I really am. Now, um, you're you're finding something positive to do during all this coronavirus. You know, the, all this uncertainty. You're you're letting your creative juices flow, which is awesome. Well, you need something to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually started this before the coronavirus. Uh, just the coronavirus has allowed me to get kind of ahead of the game, as I stated today. Uh, on social media is I, I'm actually kind of proud of myself that uh, four tracks are down. I'm, I'm basically halfway done the album, you know, and uh, musically uh, all the tracks pretty much are done. Like I, I've finalized the music to the songs. It's putting the lyrics to them, singing them, mastering the lyric tracks and, and then mixing it all down together. That's what's left to do. And I've completed uh, Believe in Me, Close my eyes, obviously, because I released it. Fallen Prophet, and as of today, a safe place. So I still got, like I said, five to six more to do. Uh, the sixth one being if I decide to make it a ten-track album or just leave it at nine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's not fair. It's not fair to uh, call it a, a Chris, uh, not a Christmas, uh, a bonus track. It, it, it's not fair to call it a bonus track because bonus track is you're getting something extra for free. This whole album is free. It's all bonus track. I'm not charging a dime for this album. When pe when it releases to the public, it is going to be released as a free download to everybody. You can download an individual song. You can download the whole entire album. I want nothing from it other than just to know what you guys think. Because the fact that it is, it's such an experimental uh, thing. And it is literally me just wanting to see if I could even do it. You know, uh, I don't expect to, to make any money or income from it. Hell, I don't even know if I'll do another one. I just wanted to see if I could. So why would I charge anybody else for something? And I just wanted to see if I could do. <laughs> but if, it's, if it's successful in the sense that, you know, like, I don't even, of course it's not the same kind of music, but it kind of reminds me of Ed Sheeran. Cause like I've gone to Ed Sheeran concerts. He's just up there with his, that beatbox thing. And he just starts hitting the beat and he just starts playing the riffs. And it's really, it's really cool to watch him do that. Um, because it's like so much you can do with, like you said, with this creativity of, of all this. So who knows? You may be starting something new, and, and you may be starting a movement. 
Yeah, you never you, you never know. I mean, I don't know what the future holds. If this if I drop this album and it winds up being a major hit and it's not just because, you know, it's free, but uh <laughs> but people actually dig what I'm doing, then yeah, I'd be stupid not to release another album. But uh <laughs> if this is the only one I do, I just want to see if I could do it. Well, I think it's awesome because you know, it's something just, you know, everybody's got goals and and so that's a, a good way. So, um you told me you have all these they're all written. So, is there any like like happy happy joy joy song in there or are they all pretty much uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think happy happy joy joy really fits the uh persona of of uh music but i mean I, I most of what i write uh, psychologically isn't ne for this album anyway psychologically isn't necessarily uh what's the term i'm looking for here it, it's not all doom and gloom but it is a look into like the the, the psyche of yeah. a person who deals with depression who deals with failure who deals with heartbreak and loss and, you know, what I hope, the positivity that I hope gains from, from what I write is that I hope people can take the songs as like, you know what, you get it. I, I've, I've felt that. I've been through that. And if anything, maybe take some of the, the subject matters as a warning, like if you don't find better avenues, this could be the fate and you don't want this fate. I mean to be fair i mean to, to the songs i write the lyrics i write quite honestly are my therapy when i get depressed when i get down when yeah. i get overwhelmed i take my anger and aggression out on lyrics and by the time i finish writing those lyrics i feel better about myself it's a lot healthier way of doing it than say putting a hole in the wall or drowning my sorrows well, in a bottle or you know something of that nature yeah. <laughs> I have to give you my, uh, like, there's, like, a little secrets into my psyche. When my kids were all little, because, you know, I have five, and some days when I would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't even deal with it, I would go in the car and I would crank up Lincoln Park and just scream out my head off or Metallica. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. You just, it's, it's like you have all this anger and this angst, and it's like, ah, and you can just, like, scream along with it. And it's like, it is. It's very great therapy, you know? <laughs> Well, I could I could definitely say as far as like the music is concerned because I've always played in metal bands, um, whether it was thrash, industrial, or not industrial. This is my first time in the, in industrial, but I mean thrash or grungy or uh, like the last band we used to call it aggressive rock because it was too aggressive to just be rock and roll, but not aggressive enough to be metal. Um, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it, it's always been a hard rock, heavy metal experience. This is the first time I'm really delving into for lack of a better term here, I, I guess you could kind of call it more poetic. Like, even though there is some rock elements, it's obviously industrial. It's got, it has that heavy industrial sound and beat to it, but lyrically and the way I deliver lyrically is more artistic and poetic than, than yeah, your typical. Yeah. As best as you can. <laughs> as best as I can. Again, I, 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 I do call myself a storyteller, but I don't call myself a singer. <laughs> no, that's a cool thing. No, it's all cool. You know, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the song. I mean, I, I the, to me, like you said, I, music is something that speaks to me. I love music and all kinds of music. And um, so, like, a lot of people look at me like, you know, like, 
if they would look at my playlist and have to be like, wow, she's got like everything from Christian music to like you said, I, I, I love some that, you know, getting into that. And I work with teens a lot. So I get a chance to learn a lot about different music. Right. Because they love to share what they're listening to. That's because what they're listening to. That's because what they're listening to. Yeah, well, no, it, they will it, share with me. Believe it or not, they will share. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what they're listening to, of course exactly. they want to share. What, they, what they're listening to is, uh, is, is an extension of how they feel, their own thoughts and emotions. They connect to these songs and, and in a way that they feel expresses their, their issues that normally they don't get to express. Um, so... I, I get why they would. Uh, I get why they would want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I I get why they would want to uh, share that with people because maybe that it, it explains how they feel or what they think better than their own words. <laughs> Which, trust me, today's teens, their own words are nonsense anyway. So yeah, listen to their music because the music will probably yeah. tell you better. I, yeah, especially like I said, I had like some kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it works for yeah, me too i mean i'm a i mean it works for me too i'm uh i've always had a bad habit of my my uh mind works faster than my mouth or my hands so you know I, i've always stumbled over my words which is really stupid for a guy who's a podcaster you know but uh i've always stumbled over my words but for some reason in 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 music I'm able to express some things that I usually can't express as a uh, uh see I'm doing it now as articulately as I could just just speaking normally to people. <laughs> you know, see, yeah, see see I'm doing it right now. It's it's, it's, it's like Yeah, you're that you know the thing is is that you know when you put that artistic spin on it it really helps people because like you're putting something out there it's not just words it's a piece of you and you know it's like this is a part of your soul it's a part of a part of who your being is is now not only on a written page but now like you said is out there for people to hear uh, and to enjoy or to like what the heck but you know you, you when you put that out there I think that makes you get a better connection with, with people does that does that happen with you um, you know, I've, I've always kind of felt that way musically, especially when I performed live, uh, in a lot of my last bands and all that, you know, connecting with the fan base, uh, was always one of the big key things to, to me. I was a live performer when I was younger, cuter, and had more hair, um, where the, the joy of being, <laughs> the, the joy of being in a band and being in the garage, writing the songs and hashing them out only got only got overshadowed by being out on the road live on stage performing and then meeting the people after you perform and just seeing who got it you know really you had the people like i i've i've met women who you know oh he's a he's a front man for a band i kind of want to do naughty things with him they yeah. didn't give two shits about what they're we hooked up there. right they didn't give two shits about what we did on stage they just see me as as you know, uh, some form of local celebrity, and that's it. They didn't care about what I what I was trying mm-hmm. to project. 
those are the people I didn't care about. But that one lonely dude sitting in the corner, it's just like, man, that one song, man. Holy shit. You know, like those are yeah. the people like I, I loved meeting the most because they got it. And, and I've always stated that uh, in every band I've ever been in. And it, it rings hella true for, for this album is that I don't care if it ever reaches 10,000, 10 million people. Give me five people who get it, and I'm content. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I get it. You know, it's what it's all about, because it's like, yeah, it's like, you're, you're, you're in this, like you said, it's, it's part of your therapy, it's part of your, and, and you want other people to say, hey, I'm out there with you, you're not alone. Uh, I'm not alone, you're not alone, let's connect. And I think that's what the, the main thing is, it's like, we're meant to be in connection, we're meant to have some kind of like bond and this and I think music is like one of the places that people can really um, do that and you know um, express themselves and, and especially writing I think that's really awesome that you're doing that well that so, uh, I, I think I think you hit the nail right on the head I mean uh, in in the world they say that mathematics is the universal language and I don't disagree especially because music broken down to its basic function is mathematics you know, uh, time, beats, uh, measures, bars, everything is mathematical in music when you break it down to that essential. But I think music is re that really the universal language of this world. Uh, we could speak completely different languages, but if we hear a song that just touches us, it doesn't matter what culture or what language you, you, you're from. You just you feel it. You get it. So, you know, I, I think music is the one medium in the world that reaches people far greater and better than anything else out there. Yeah. Which is why you have to be responsible with what you create, too. <laughs> oh, I agree. I mean, music, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's... oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I think that's the key. It's like just responsibility. you got to express your heart at the same time. Like you said, you're not promoting something. I'm just expressing how I feel. And it's just the key to it, too. Now, I, I know like a lot of times like um, when, you're, when you're laying down where everything's going to go, do you kind of like have like your storyteller? So is your track going to kind of have like a beginning of a, a, a climax and then an end? Is it going to kind of like do that in the, in the, in the way it's going to be laid out? You're, you're, sense, you know what I'm yeah, you're talking about like a conceptual album, something like Pink Floyd's The Wall yeah. or or Operation Mindcrime <laughs> yeah. by uh, Queensryche. I would love for it to do that, but at this particular moment, I don't know if it's shaped up that way. Um, there is a central theme to, to every song that I'm releasing uh, for Forgotten, um, and it does kind of fall along the lines of uh, the fact that the reason I even called the album Forgotten uh, was because it's been 12 years since I've written a song and put it out there for the world. And uh, as such, musically, I've always felt forgotten. You know, so the themes of the songs mm -hmm. is is about people who feel like they have been forgotten by the world in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if that's all going to tie into one major story. But the album's not done yet. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's not intentional yeah. but i'm I not mean, against I it happening <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I sort of, I, I can, maybe I just like most people like kind of looks into things like that. Like I'll listen to any kind of album and I like I'll listen and I'm like I'm trying to put together some kind of underlying theme. Maybe it's my own again. Maybe it's my own thought process. But I always find that there is something that's usually like I don't know. Maybe because I can, I don't usually get to talk to the artist, which I'm really glad I get to talk to you. But I'm, you know, like listening to it, I'm like, oh, I get that theme. Like one of my favorite albums was Hoobastank's album, the first one they did. Okay. And I'm, like, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I can hear all this. Like, I'm sorry, this happened. For, you know, and it's like as the whole album is being played out, I'm like, I I got this person's journey. I don't know if it was true or not, but it was my perception of this person's journey. <laughs> so you know. Well, one of my one of my favorite all time lyric writers. Um, is Jim Morrison of the Doors? Uh, I I yeah. I wish I had a tenth of his writing ability because of the fact that he has the ability to write meanings within meanings within meanings within meanings within his songs. That at the end of the day, you really don't know what the hell it was he was writing about. You just found your own meaning in the song for yourself. Um, yeah. and and exactly. he he was one of those people that was very much a master of that. And as much of a wannabe as I am, that's uh, that's kind of how I write. Is I do I always uh, like in the last band, Dissolution Purity. Um, yeah. I I wrote songs that I used to uh, self-describe as they were horror stories, and they were intended to be taken in the same vein and fashion yeah. as like Stephen King. You know, it's fiction. You know what I mean? It's not meant. Yeah. It's not meant to be real. The, the the emotion and subject matter within it may be real, but it's not real in the sense of like this is not something that ever happened in my life. This is not something I ever thought about doing in my life. This is just a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and and this one's a lot more personal than than that was. But it's funny you mentioned about the conceptual albums. Uh, for many many years, when I talked about doing uh. Uh, a solo album before Forgotten was even uh, the first thought in my mind. Uh, I had an idea for a conceptual solo album, uh, which was going to deal with uh, three individual stories coming to get, converging into one story, and that album was going to be called The Cell. Um, and wow. what and what that album was going to deal with was three people in a holding cell, each from different walks of life that have been arrested for whatever reason. And uh, they all had three individual stories that at the end of the album, the resolution of those stories would hopefully take an unexpected twist. That was that was a concept that I actually had in mind that I may still do one day. I don't know. But it's funny you mentioned that because that was something I was always thinking about. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I just because I, you know, I'm um, at that point in my life where I, you know, I was just talking to my cousin who's an artist, and, I, and, um, and we both have the same birthday, and I said, you know how it is. I said, you know, we have to, we have. He goes, yeah, I know you have your hands in so many pots, and I'm like, I want to write. I really just want to write so bad, and it's like I feel like I never have time because I'm always busy, you know. I'm, but I'm, then at the same time, I'm like, what am I busy about, you know, like today? I clean the house. Okay, the house is clean. Yes, thank goodness for that. But why am I allowing myself to put all their stuff in front of what is important as an artist? And I, I'm, that's why I'm really excited that you're doing because you're taking this and you're you're saying it and you're doing it, and that's awesome. Because not very people do that, and I and I applaud you for that. 
Well, I, I mean, I, the, 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 the example I hope I set for people out of this is that you could always find time. I mean, again, I've always written songs. I'm a father. Yeah. I'm a divorced father of three. I'm a day job guy, you know, five o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night. I run a podcasting company. I used to be a professional wrestler. And yet I'm still doing music. I still find time to write. I still find time to record. And the reason to being is that one, if it's important to you, do it. Just that there, there's no other way to. If it's important to you, do it. If nobody could, if if yeah. if anybody could take anything else away from from my life and and what I do, it's that. If it's important, do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't, including yourself. The second thing that you should take away from it is it doesn't matter where inspiration yeah. comes from. It it really doesn't. I've written a song called Dark Ruin. It was based on a freaking hoodie that I owned at one time that had kind of like this dark gothic, <laughs> uh, I want to say church or village look to it, uh, print on it one day, right? And I looked at it and it, and it inspired me to write that song. I told you I wrote a song while taking a dump. It's just it, always, if you're a writer, always have a pen and paper with you. So that way, when inspiration strikes, write it down. It doesn't matter if it's a line, if it's a lyric. Maybe it's something you saw in a movie. Maybe it's something you you heard in a conversation at a bar. Write it down because that may become important one day. Yeah, I agree. Because, like I said, I you know I talked about before, but I have all these things in my head, and I just got to put it down on paper, which I am going to do because I'm putting it out there in the universe. And um, you know that's why I started this podcast. You know I. I, I want to do something. I, wanna, I have to be creative. I, I, I'm tired of not being creative. I, I feel like I was dormant for a while. So I'm excited to be alive again. So I think that's the key, too, is we can't stop living. We can't, like you say, it's like it's almost like a part of your breath. And that's what I love about your music, too, because it is a piece of you. And I, I'm excited that you're able to share this with people. I, I appreciate that. Um, like I said, I, I'm doing this. Uh, it's really kind of like a double dog dare to myself. Uh, and because I know I could write a song and I know I can passably sing, but I've never done all of it myself and I've never just put it out there. As I said, a lot of my past songs have been more horror stories than, than personal delve into, you know, my own psyche, if you will. So, you know, that's why I was so nervous about releasing Close My Eyes, because it, it gets a little personal. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking to die. I liked it, though. I uh, did. I liked it a lot. I mean, I just, you know, um, I, all I keep thinking about when you keep talking about you wrote the song in the bathroom, all I keep thinking of is from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, when um, Judge Whitehold's character hits the thing, man, he has a hell of a piss, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> What if C-A-T really spelled dog? Sorry, I had revenge of the nerves in my head on that yeah. one. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. We should get together and just throw movie quotes out. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's awful. Somebody posted on Facebook today, and I have to say I'm embarrassed to say this happened to me. There's uh -oh. like some of the crap. There's like some crappy movies. It wasn't like these are great movies. It's like if you had 165 of these movies, you have no life. I think I got 163. I'm like, I just missed having no life. I'm like, because everyone's like, I only watched 80, I watched 60, I watched 50. I'm like, I get like 165 of these movies. I love watching movies. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I love I love all that kind of pop culture. Like I said, my, my degrees in American Studies, I did a lot of stuff with the, with the pop culture stuff because that's what I 
it's what we what I what I delve into, you know, pop culture. I, I had to do it for studies, right? It was it was all for educational purposes. At least you use that, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, Realm of the Mist Entertainment was born from Breaking the Fourth Wall, the show that you're hosting right now. And Breaking the Fourth Wall was born from wanting to sit down and talk yep. pop culture. It was it. wanting to sit down and just bitch about movies or sing praises about movies, uh, but not do it in the way that you hear in the normal critiques, you know, like people who sing the praises of movies that you know are absolutely garbage, but because they're in their pocket, or it's because it's from this movie producer or company, you gotta sing its praises. Screw that. If it's garbage, it's garbage. On the other hand, if it's a movie that most people think is garbage, but you know what? It was actually better than you think. That's what we talked about. I mean, all of Realm of the Mist was born from the same thing. It, we love pop culture. So... You know, movies, music, TV, books, comic books, all of it. That that's that's really where we come from. (laughs) I mean, I was a nerd before nerd was cool. I know. I'm a queen of nerds. I mean, like I was, I would read like four or five books at one time. It's like, how do you keep? I'm like, I would just like inhale books and and watch TV and movies and. And I just, I'm like, I can just like quote so many things, and it's fun though because it's like, you know, it's like you always have something to, and like sometimes I'll be laughing, and somebody like what, and I was like, I'll start referencing something to like a movie or a, a book or something I read, and it's like, you don't want to like embarrass the person saying, well, you're like, you're this really weird character from this book or something, so you, but you kind of like laugh to yourself type of thing, but it's always fun, you know. And so we we do need to get together and just you know have a movie marathon just talking about different quotes and stuff like that that'll be fun but um it is funny because uh for a little while for a little while in realm of the mist we had a uh a thing that we were doing it was mostly me and uh, my star wars buddies uh compatriots but we were actually watching the uh the movies and and we were giving our own over the top commentary to them so it's like uh on on the uh, youtube video or whatever you could find them on the channel uh we would watch the movie. You could pretty much hear the movie in the background. Uh, you didn't see the movie because we, you know, copyright. We didn't want to get in trouble. Uh, but we, what we told you to do is, like, when we started the movie, that's when you yeah. start your movie. So you're watching the DVD or whatever at home, but listening to our commentary track. So we were just sitting there commenting on the movie the whole entire time we were watching it. <laughs> what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought was great, little trade secrets that we heard about for that particular film. You know, so... Obviously, it died out because those people are no longer with the company. Uh, but that was something we were doing. That's yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny you're mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun. So I know you said that you know you listen to Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson and all that stuff. Like that. So who is your like all like if you could be in a band with somebody, who would be the person or the or who would you want to front a band with? Like, who would you want to be play with? Like, who would be like your dream team band? Half the sense? half the people I would love to be the front man for are dead. Oh, um, well, it, to start off, I mean, I've got major influences to to my writing. Obviously, I said Jim Morrison of the Doors is, is a major influence. So is uh, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, and and James Hetfield and Metallica. Um, you know, major, major influences on me as a, as a front man and as a singer and a songwriter. Uh, 
if there's one person I would love to have the life of and the longevity of, or at least an opportunity to just sit down and say, how the fuck did you do it? Ozzy Osbourne, 110,000%. But if I were to put together my ultimate dream team band, um, almost definitely. If I were oh, able, definitely. if I were able to put together my ultimate dream team band, it would be Randy Rhodes at lead guitar, Eric Clapton at rhythm guitar, uh, uh, Cliff Burton of of Metallica as bass, and Neil Peart on drums. Mm. <laughs> to me, that would be forget it. That there, there'll never be another band. Oh, Led yeah. Zeppelin has definitely. been thrown Gosh. over. Yeah. <laughs> It's over, you know. (laughs) What never happened is completely conflicting styles, but just they were masters of their instruments. Yeah, they were masters of their instruments, and and to think that like you can mesh those guys together would be just phenomenal. (laughs) But if I if I could have the opportunity to sit down, you could mesh them together because they were so they're so precise. Oh, exactly, exactly. but yeah, if I if I were to choose one person to sit down and just, you know, pick their brain for ten minutes on on how I can keep the same longevity and career and popularity, it would have to be Ozzy. I'd have to sit down and talk to that man. <laughs> hey, well, you go, you go, he's got to do it right, you know? He's so oh my gosh, he's so funny. The he's so so talented. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, he was Well the thing is the thing is the man's seventy he, years he's old creating himself without the man, seventy years old, can't talk, can't walk. Just released a new album, and it is fire. It is absolutely phenomenal. Ordinary Man is an excellent album. This man can still do it at seventy years old. I'm forty three, and guessing I can maybe do this. That man's doing it with no problem. <laughs> you know, so yeah, absolutely. I would love to sit down with Ozzy just for give me ten minutes of your time, sir. <laughs> right now he's, he's he's something else that's for sure yeah and especially with some of the adversity that he's gone through in his life yeah. and I, I don't i don't just mean i just mean like the health issues or yeah, the drug addictions cool. so yeah my my daughter and i like did this physical. your daughter mm-hmm. was was doing what i'm sorry your daughter was doing what Oh, we were talking about you invite somebody over for dinner. Who would you invite? Yeah, that'd be definitely. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, if you could invite somebody over for dinner, and he would definitely be a great dinner guest. (laughs) Oh yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Just don't serve bat. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the the long and short of it is I've taken. I've taken so much musical influence from so many different people. Uh, you know, Kurt Cobain was a, was a major influence on me at one point in my life. Um, just because of his naive honesty in his writing, you know, so it, it, it's so hard to pinpoint a particular person because pretty much everything I've ever listened to. And like you, like you said, like my, if you, if you dug through my playlist, you see that I have Slayer sitting next to Glenn Miller, you know, or, or Garth Brooks sitting next to Metallica. You know, like I, I take from everything. Like, um, I'm blues influenced. I'm jazz influenced. I'm, you know, rock and metal and country. And I think the only thing I'm not into is modern day rap. Uh, the the the, the modern day hip hop scene. I can even do that. Me. Am I? 
the 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 modern day hip hop scene I'm just not into but uh that doesn't mean I don't like the older school stuff like like and I mean the real old school stuff like the party of the micro the the battle of the microphone yeah. and the party rap those are the ones I dug but I mean Oh yeah. You know, music is is music and just like art it's in the eye of the beholder so just because I don't like it doesn't mean somebody else shouldn't. It's just I I it's not my taste. I don't I don't find inspiration from it. But I find inspiration from everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's funny because, like, sometimes, like, I listen to some, like, because, again, like, I would talk with, work with kids. Like, I have listened to some great gangster thug music, you know? Right. <laughs> but it's like, and I'll ask them, like, well, what, what is that telling you? What is all that? How's that? Like you said. And you have really great conversations because a lot of times they'll just tell you how they feel because it's kind of, like, relate to it. But, no, that's awesome. Music is the most important thing in the world. It has been a pleasure talking with you. Um, and I am excited that this uh, album is coming out in Christmas time. So it's going to be a great Christmas carol kind of mood. You know, you're trimming the tree. Put the music on. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, in the mood. <laughs> nothing, nothing will get you, uh, get you more ready than uh, stringing up some popcorn on your tree while having Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the TV, but you turn down the volume and jam out to Can't Kill the Dead. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the title tra- one of the tracks on the uh to be put on the album so <laughs> that'll that'll be interesting like yeah forget deck the halls yeah. can't kill the dead that's your new christmas uh carols <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't kill them so let's keep going <laughs> that's it <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you it, it, guys, if you're interested, if you're interested in the track, uh, close uh, close my eyes, or if you're interested in the album when it releases in December, it will be uh, available. If you look on the screen, uh, YouTube sc- uh, watchers, right now, you'll see at the bottom of the screen there is a uh, a web address that is the website. You can go to that website. the uh, The song is available there for free download, and the album will be available there as well. For our audio listeners, of course, it'll be in the description down below. Just click the link. It'll take you to the website. While you're there, say hello and download the album or the song and enjoy. Did I lose my host? Did I lose my host? No, I'm here. I'm keep, you keep going out for me. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're cutting out on me. I'm oh. still here. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. I got okay, you. I, yeah, we keep every once while you cut out on me. So, um, are you hearing me now? You got I, me? So I got you. Let's make a video. Let's make a music video. I, I, I think we should make a music video on Don't Can't Kill the Dead. <laughs> you know what? If we do that, I think that's where I'll bow out <laughs> and uh, defer to to our publicist uh, to find some actors and, and some uh, art directors to so go ahead and handle that part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Steve. You never know. You never know. Hey, Steve, I'll write you a script. Put me together as a short little uh, movie for this uh, song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. All right. Well, thank you so much for... Uh, letting me be the one to interview you. So I I feel very uh, honored. So thank you so much.
I feel honored. I get to I get to actually be interviewed on 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 breaking the fourth wall. I never thought the day would ever come. <laughs> I really didn't. But uh, the first. that's it. Well, you you are taking up some of the host duties for breaking the fourth wall. You're going to be doing a lot more interviews, so it's great practice for you. And hey, like I said, it was an interesting time being on this side of the desk. <laughs> Well, I hope I made it easy for you and fun. So, you, uh, you did. Looking forward to more. Okay, awesome. Well, um, as always, uh, thank you for joining us at uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And make sure you check us out on all of the uh, Realm of the Mist and uh, all of the uh, places that we're at um, on Facebook, on Anchor. Can you help me out here, Chris? I'm still new. I remember where else we're at. <laughs> sure. I, I, I still have to send her the script. Guys, if you like this video yeah. in any capacity, <laughs> hit that thumbs up button, like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And go over to our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop and uh, video game uh, Let's Play needs. And, of course, if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, you can find Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. See, it's second nature to me. I've been doing it for four years. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is only my second date with you, Chris, so that's, I mean, still new to me. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you that script. You'll be able to knock it out in no time. Okay. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Thanks a lot. Thank you for allowing me to... Uh, to get my uh, teeth wet here and, and interviewing you, it was, it was great. It was fun. And as always, uh, keep it real. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next break in the fourth wall, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>